0: Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go, brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Five Minutes with Phil. So, I have some leftover thoughts on uh, the politics, the stuff that we got to last week, and so I'm just going to spend maybe a couple few episodes and see what comes of it. But uh, I've got some more thoughts, so this is what this is for it's my thoughts. And uh, bringing God into it because it's always, um, God is, as followers of Christ, God is always central to our lives, and everything is seen through that lens. And so here's this concept, separation between church and state. The separation between church and state gets pulled out in lots of different arguments across the board, whether it's uh, holding a you know, voting place at a church and somebody is saying, shouldn't there be a separation of church and state to uh somebody trying to bring some kind of religious nature to public education and somebody's like, church and state, church and state, separation, put up the wall. Where is the wall? Who put up this wall? I think when you're looking at it, I mean, we go back to the Constitution. Article 1 of the Constitution says that government will not, you know, try to promote or put down religion. And I think when you're you're seeing that and you're saying, but does that doesn't spell out the separation of church and state? Well, that came a little bit later on. I mean, even look at uh, I think it's Article 6. Where it says that no candidate should be judged on the basis of their, you know, religious affiliation. I mean, and Luther agrees with that too. I mean, even though he's not within the system of the United States, but Luther talked about, you know, rather, you know, voting for a uh, a Turk, right, a Muslim, um, over, you know, some uh, some Christian who's actually you know not very good in in a sense of morality and so he's like he'd rather vote for the moral you know moral muslim um than an amoral christian and so i think that that when we're seeing those i mean he attributes to that as well but where did this separation of church and state come from and and really what it was is it started from a church you know the the baptists early on in the country 18 It was uh, 1808, I believe, talking to to Thomas Jefferson. And the Baptists were saying, hey, we really are afraid that the government's going to start getting intertwined in our business. And Thomas Jefferson then says, hey, here's the deal. Like, there's this wall of separation, and ultimately that's where the line comes from. This separation of church and state doesn't come from the Constitution, but comes out of this uh, debate, this argument with, with Thomas Jefferson and the Baptists. And And so when you're looking at this separation, how does it play out today? I mean, and, and when you're looking at it, when somebody says, hey, so the church shouldn't talk about politics because it might lose its 401c3, its or 501c3, its nonprofit status. And that's always the thing that's put upon the church, like, you know, don't talk about politics because, you know, apparently you're in this separation of church and state even bleeds into that. And that's just not true. Now, here's the thing. The church should not tell people who to vote for. I, as a pastor, should not be telling people who to vote for. This is based on your conscience. Your conscience as a person and as a follower of Christ. You need to use your conscience, use the the brain that God has given to you to be able to discern what is good, what is not good. Where are the places that I can feel good about voting? And where are the places that I don't feel good about voting? You know, I, this uh, whole thing, you know, we're voting on the lesser of two evils. That doesn't sit well with my conscience. And so what I always, you know, for, for me personally, I always have to be able to say, so I don't want to have to do this like, well, if both of them are evil... Or if both of them are amoral, you know, then how am I going to vote? Like, ultimately, we're going to have, you know, those problems. We're going to ultimately sin in the voting box because we're never going to pick a perfect person who's going to be able to rule perfectly, run perfectly. And this is that danger where we get into this separation church and state. Well, who are you going to vote? Well, This is where we've talked about last week. Be knowledgeable about what you're doing. Look into the issues that are being presented. Study it. Ask other people. And then be able to say, you know what? I'm going to make some decisions. The separation of church and state was never meant for the church to be kicked out of the public arena. It just so happened that that shift when the church used to be the place where people would go to to have these discussions and then the the church became didn't you know like kind of was moved out of that spot as the church you know oftentimes moved out of the metropolitan centers and so it became a focus that was different so we can't expect to be able to say now we need to you know like somebody's trying to kick us out of this or kick us out of this and and no it, like we removed ourselves the church did And and it tried to create its own conversations and create its own discussions. The problem is is we were talking into an echo chamber to our own selves. And so this is what we have to be able to look at because the separation of church and state means that there are some things that are going to that we're not gonna try to bleed together. We don't want the government to tell us what to do in our worship practice and and we don't want to be able to tell the government you know all the the ways in which it should be led you know like a like a church service or like a church body and so there's the parts about how do we then talk about that separation and those again great conversation and discussion that people can point back to and say here's the parts we see in in this nation that there's a lot of, of, of Christian influence, but it doesn't, I mean, I am pretty certain through these, you know, through the Constitution that they were never trying to establish Christianity as the only religion. That there was some freedom of religion, and, and being able to say, how can we have those conversations and still be a part of the public square without trying to be able to alienate crossing boundaries. Hopefully that gives you something to think about today. We're going to talk about some more of these issues tomorrow because I've got a whole bunch more that I'm trying to unpack. All right, everybody, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.